Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Daf Yomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Rosh Hashanah Daf Hey Amud Bet, continuing with our analysis of Rosh Hashanah as be, of uh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan as being Rosh Hashanah Lira Galim, uh, and we outlined that that was for the issue of Balta Acher in the previous podcast. And now we're going to look at the source. Minahani Mili. How do we know? Uh, that there is an issue of Balte Acher and that it's, uh, works based on the Moadim. The Tanar Banan. Ketidor Neder, the Torah presents the prohibition of Lot Acher with, it introduces it, if you were to take a Neder. Ainli ala Neder, Nedavaminayin. I don't know if this is true if you take a Neder. What if you declare a Nedava, offer to bring a particular animal? Nemarka Neder, Nemarlahalan, im Neder, im Nedava. In the context of Shlamim, it says whether a Neder or Nedava, Therefore, Neder includes Nedava in our case too. So now, if we said, These are monetary gifts that go directly to God, what we call Berakabayit. You may not delay paying it. Meaning, the item itself and not its Chilufim, meaning if you have redeemed it or Tmura. God will seek it out. This is referred to the uh, animal korbanot. Uh, who is going to seek it out? This refers to tztaka, an interesting inclusion here. And masrot, <coughs> evidently referring to masrashenim, and bechorot of the coin. God will seek it out from you. What's that? There seems to be an allusion to me'amach, that which belongs to your nation, meaning it's takat. There will be sin in you. The korban will not be invalidated. You will be a sinner. The korban will not be invalidated if brought late. That's the bright Amar Let's take it apart. Do not delay. What does that mean? They're offered. After all, it's one of the five chatot metot. If you bread in a tmura for a toda, the tani rabbi chia toda shnit arabi tmurata. Let's say you took a toda and you made a tmur on it, and then the two got mixed up together. Meita chad me and one died. Chaverta ein la takana. You can't bring the other one at all. Hey, David, what are you supposed to do? The carb, the carb, to bring the korban with bread, maybe it's a tmura, and the tmura does not take the bread, the forty loaves. bring it without the lechem, maybe it's the original tmura. But if that's the case, that there's no pragmatic way to actually bring it because of the problem of the lechem, then what do I need a pasuk to exclude it? Let's go back to Tumurat Ola Ushlamim. If we'd gone through two regalim already, and according to the opinion that three regalim constitutes Lotacher, Vihumam Mechilo Alacher, and it became a Balmum after the two regalim, and you were Mechalelet, and you then got another animal in its place. And another regal past. I might think that since it all started with the first animal, and I might think you're in violation of lo tacher because you already had three regalim pass over the joint animal. Kamash that it really isn't the case, and each animal starts its own clock. 
Remember, that only works if you say, according to Tanakama, uh, that it's three regalim, or even or even Rebeliezer, that it's two regalim. But according to Mayor, that it's one regal, there's no way for that to happen, because once regals happen, when the first regals happen, you've already violated Baltachar, so Amarav Maskina, and it can go in Shuman Betocha Regal. It became Balmum during the Regal. Chilova Varalav Regal, and you're Machalelet, and therefore in the middle of the Regal, you've got a new animal. Since it's, st- it's generated by the first animal, therefore it's as if the entire regal passed over and you've over Baltachar Kudner Mayor, Kamash Balan, that it starts anew and you have till the next regal. Okay, is this the source that we learn that the korban is not affected by your bringing it late? We have it from the drush of If a bechor was not brought during its year, and you brought it late, I might think it might be psuli mukdashin and be The Torah lists in Parshat Re'eh, that you're going to eat all of these things uh, in Yerushalayim, and it includes Bechorot. Makish Bechor le Maaser, compares to Maaser. Ma Maaser, Maaser here means Maaser, excuse me, Maaser Dagan. Ma Maaser, Enonifsal, Mishan Alachaverta, just like Maaser, is not invalidated from one year to the next, and if you bring it the next year, uh, it's, uh, it's not invalidated. Uh, the same thing with the Bechor. So therefore we have that Pasuk that compares Bechor to Maaser to tell us that the Korban that's brought late is not invalidated. Why do we need The answer starts Maybe it only applies to Bechor. After all, Bechor is not a Kapora. A Bechor is not being brought to uh, to appease God, as it were, for something, but it's a gift you have to give. But rather regular Kodshim that you're bringing it to appease God. Maybe they will not appease God. Maybe they will not be accepted. Kamash Malan, that they are. We have another drasha, the drasha Benazai. I might think that if you bring the netter late, uh, that, uh, I mean, the balta acher, that it won't be accepted. What's the pasuk? The pasuk is talking about a pigul. A pigul is pasul, meaning when the machshava is to bring it late. But when you had a korban that with that was uh, promised and you brought it late, but then it was offered properly, it's accepted. So therefore, we still don't need the drashah. That's what the drasha should be. Meaning, why does a man's wife die? Evidently, early, tragically early. Because uh, there is money that this man owes that he doesn't have. Simple shot in the Pasuk is about a debtor who can't pay his loan, and so therefore they come and they collect his bed or his bed sheets from him. But the the, uh, uh, the illusion here is taking your wife from you. And that means Hashem 
You're supposed to pay a debt. You don't have it. It takes your wife from you. I might think that Baltachir also would cause that. Therefore it says, The sins only on you. It won't affect anybody else. Okay, Tamar Baran. So Motsas Fatecha, the next Pasuk says, That which comes out of your mouth, you have to guard. What's that? That's the assay of doing things on the right time. Tishmor, Zumitzvat Lotase. Anytime we say Tishmor, Pen, Vial, that's a Lotase. Vyasita, Azharala, Beitin, Shiasucha. So, Motsas Fatecha, Tishmor, Vyasita, the Asita is really on Beitin that they should force you. Obligatory korbanot, or ones that you made a neder for. All right, as the, we're just following the pasuk. All right, so even staka is under this uh, the the rubric of bal teacher. Right, let's take a look at this part. What do I need it for? The pasuk of the beginning of Re'e says, you come to the Beit HaMikdash and bring Trumat Yadecha, etc., etc. And now, Tishmor Zemitzvot Lotasei Lamali, what do I need a Lotasei if not delaying? We already have that in the previous pasuk, don't delay bringing. And V'yasita Ozovetin She'asucha, we said that's a command that Beitin has to force you Lamali. Mi'akrivoto Nafka, that we have in the context of Olat Nedavat. Tanyakrivoto, Malamdet Malet Shekofinoto, we're familiar with this from Gittin, but when somebody obligates himself to bring an Olam, Beitin forces you to bring it and to say, I'm doing it voluntarily. So you already have a source for every one of these things. The Ase we have, the Lotase we have, Lotacher, and Shebeitin Yasucha, Beitin have to force you, we have from Vayikra Aleph. The answer is Chadamar Veloafrich, Vachadafrich Veloakriv. There's two different cases. One is when a guy makes a commitment and then doesn't set set an animal aside. The other is when he sets the animal aside but doesn't bring it. So we need both. Utsricha, why do we need both? If you told me a case where the guy made a commitment and didn't set it aside, because he didn't fulfill what he said. But if he set it aside but didn't bring it, wherever it is, it's in God's hands. Meaning that uh, once the guy committed to it, it's already God's animal, and therefore there's no delay, there's no lotase here. Tzricha, that's why you need both. And if the, the we were only told about the case where the guy set it aside and didn't bring it, to Kamashi because he's holding on to what belongs to God. But if he just made a commitment and didn't set it aside, I might think that words don't really mean anything. Tzricha, therefore I need both. How could I possibly suggest that that's a case of committing and not designating it? Which is never a case of Amar Veloyafrish. And the Dava is only when you point to an animal and, and the first thing you say about it is, I'm going to bring that as a korban. This is an Ola. means you're accepting a responsibility on yourself <coughs> to bring an Ola, then you designate an animal. Dava is when you point to an animal and say this is an Ola and Ma be Nedul and Dava. What's the uh, difference between them? Neder If you take a Neder to bring an Ola, then you designate one that gets stolen or it's killed or something else happens to it becomes pasul. You have to bring another one. Dava Dava. It's that animal. If that animal dies or in some way it can't be brought, you're not chayav to bring another one. So I'm a Rav Mishkachal and Gon Dama Hari Alai Ola Almanat Sheini Chayav Bachrayuta. 
So you could have this kind of strange nedava where it's amar velo afrish, meaning you made a commitment and you didn't set, set it aside, even though it's a nedava. When you said, hare alai ola, but I'm not accepting responsibility for it if something happens to it. Which means I'll designate one animal and that'll be it. And then until you designate that animal, it's formally going to be called in a dava, but it's already, there's already command of your mouth. Beficha zutstaka. So amarava utstaka mechaiv alala altar. Chayetzaka, you have to give right away. We don't have the three regalim. Maitama, the kamianim, because there are poor people waiting there who have to eat. So pshita, that's obvious. Since this is all part of the context of korbanot, and beficha in that pasuk. Uh, we're saying is staka. So maybe it has the same time scale as korbanot, three regalim, two regalim, sukkot at the end, whatever. Kamash Malan, that with staka it's different. Hatam huda talin rachmana begalim. Torah connected it to regalim. Here it's no connection to the regalim, because the poor people are there and they're waiting and they're starving. Okay, Amarava, Kavich varlav regalachad over basay. So now, Rava says that you violate the assay, according to everybody, not just to a mayor, once one regal is passed. A very famous story. Rabbi Shura Papias were discussing the issue of Vlad Shlamim. What's the status of a Shlamim, which could be a, a, a female, that gave birth? She was pregnant. We're mafrishit. We identified it. Gave birth and then we're it. What's the status of the baby? They said the baby's a Shlamim. We had a shlamim. We ate it on Pesach as a shlamim. And it had given birth. And on Sukkot, we ate the Vlad. Which means, by the way, they waited two regalim. Shavuot, then Sukkot. And according to Rava, the minute one regal passes, you've already violated the assay. The question about the lot assay, the five-way machlokat we saw. So based on Pesach law, we understand why they didn't bring it on Pesach, because maybe it was gave birth on the second day, and by the time it was Ra'ui, which is its eighth day, it was already post-Pesach. How could the rabbis have held on to this animal over Shavuot and violated the assay that Rava suggests? Maybe on Shavuot it was sick. Had a, had a, had a temporary moon. He says, no, actually read the story as follows. We ate the Shlamim on Chag, meaning Chag Shavuot. And so, um, um, Rav Zvid's answer, uh, for why he would not say that this really was Shavuot, was because whenever we use the word Pesach, Shavuot's always called Atzeret, and Chag is always a reference to Sukkot. So it must be the animal couldn't be brought on Shavuot because it was sick or temporary mum, and as a result of that, supporting Rav's contention that if all other things are workable, you already violate the Asay at the first Regal, and then the five of Mechloket is about the Lotase. Okay, Viyama Rava. So once three regalim have passed, according to Tanakama, it's not just that there's a lotase, and then there's nothing more I can do, and I'll wait till the next regal. Every day there's a lotase, i got to get to Shalim right away. Or any other animal uh, that you have to bring. Once the year has passed, whether it's a full year, but not three regalim, we'll see how that works, 
or regalim without a full year. We'll say that works. You violate Balta Acher. How's that a challenge? It's a good challenge. The Tana is looking for the love. He should have said, not just that you violated, it was they're looking for the law, as you can see, whether it's a year without three regalim, or three regalim without a year, you violate the lotase. He should have also said, every day there's a lotase. And the fact they didn't say it seems to indicate that there's one lotase, and then next time you come to Shalom, bring it, but not every day we don't consider a new culpability. And, um, and, um, the challenger who said, my tiyufte, was saying, uh, after all, he's only looking for, um, for the essential love, but not to add on lavim. So therefore he didn't mention the fact that every day there's a new love, or a new violation of love. So now we'll see what this means. We understand that you could have three regalim without a year. That could happen. Because after all, you made the commitment, let's say, in, uh, in, um, uh, right after Pesach. And then there's a Sharam Uberet, and 12 months later, you're still before Pesach. Alright? So you have, sorry, you, um, you, you, regalim al Shana, you made the commitment before Pesach, you have three regalim, and a year hasn't passed. Shana below regalim mechem ishkachala. How do you have a year without regalim? So ha nechalamandi leke sidran. If you say the three regalim have to be in order, mishkachala, that's very easy. You made the commitment in the spring, after Pesach. So you've got a year and a half to bring it. Alamanda leke sidran, but according to Tanakama, who said it's three regalim in any order, hechem ishkachala. So bishmal the rabbi mishkachala b'shana muberet. Rabbi would say, if you had a shana muberet, meaning a 13 month year, the Tanya, in the context of Bateri Choma, where you have a full year to force a buyback of the house, the Torah says Shanatimah. In Masachat Arachin, there's a machloket. Rabbi Omer Monesh Loshmiel Shishim Hamishayim Mat Yom It's a solar year. That's what Shanatimah means. Which means whether in the lunar calendar there's an extra month or not. Meaning whether you're 11 days ahead or 22 days, 11 days back or 22 days ahead, doesn't make a difference. It's 12 months. But if the Beitin adds a month, then you gain an extra month. So, according to Rabbi, 365 days, you made the Hekdesh right after Pesach. When Badar Sheni comes around, you've already had 365 days without three Regalim. Regalim no Malu. According to Rabbana, it's always 12 months. Shavuot could be the fifth day, sixth day, or seventh day of Sivan, depending on whether Nisan or Iyar are both complete, both deficient, or one one and one. If Nisan and Iyar are both full months, then then Shavuot is on the fifth, because just count, 50 days from Pesach. If they're both 29-day months, then Shiva, the seventh of Sivan. Which is our calendar, Shisha, it's the sixth of Sivan. So therefore, you could end up having, even according to Rabbanan, a full year without all three regalim, but only missing by a day. And so, that opinion, 
of uh, Rav Shmaya was that every month is really uh, up for grabs, and it's possible to have more months or less months that are Mubar in the year, and you could have both Nisan and Yar Mubar and both of them Chaser. According to Acherim, the months are set, and therefore you only shift by four days of the week from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah Mubar by five. And so therefore the Shavuot's always going to be on the 6th of Sivan, and there's no way to make this thing work. By Rabbi Zera, <coughs> what if somebody, I mean, a neder, they died, and their heir is going to bring the korban. Is their heir culpable for baltacher? If maybe it goes on the person who made the oath, the commitment, and he didn't make the commitment. Maybe it's when you come, you have to bring from a chayim, and you have to bring this korban. So therefore, when the regal comes and it's time to come, you have to bring it in your violation if you don't. Well, before him, he said, Meimach is an allusion to like a shikhalpea, but God will seek it from you, but not from your heir. We used it for for the tzedakah of the field. The word imach is an allusion to like a shikhalpea. Meimach is from you and not from your heir. Does it was a woman like Kabbal for Balta Acher? After all, she's not liable, she's not obligated to make the pilgrimage to Shalim. So, so since the Torah seemed to couch, according to our understanding, the obligation to bring korbanot on time and the culpability for not bringing them on time in the regalim, maybe she's not a chayav at all. She is chayavet participate in simchat achag in Yerushalayim. After all, she has that obligation. Rabbi didn't say that. Famously, Abayah said, Isha A woman's obligation in Simcha is really her husband's obligation to elate her on the regal. The answer is the Devar of Rabbi Zerah Kamar. Abayah himself didn't accept that. But he said, Rabbi Zerah, you're asking the question, so I'll suggest that perhaps um, uh, the woman is Chayevet in Simcha, and therefore she'll be Chayevet in Baal Te'acher. Okay, last question of this. When do you start counting a year for Bechor that we said you're in violation after a year? The minute it's born. Which means the eighth day, because you can't bring it as a Corbin before the eighth day. If it's a Tom, then you start from the eighth day. If it's a Balmum, then you can start from the day when it's born. But you can't eat the Balmum. If you know that it had full gestation, then theoretically you could eat it on the first day, which means now you have a uh, means who was born to the moon, uh, and therefore you could eat it theoretically on the first day. So that's when the clock starts ticking for the year. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll continue uh, with our analysis of the uh, of the Mishnah. And go on to, uh, to another bright that's going to list several other things for which Rosh Chodesh Nisan is the Rosh Hashanah. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.